Welcome to The Truth in Us Art. I am your host, Rob Lee. And today, I have the privilege of being in conversation with my next guest. I am joined by the president and founder of Unmatched Athlete, a Maryland-based nonprofit that encourages LGBTQ plus and allied youths between the ages of 5 and 18 years old to engage in sports and fitness. Please welcome Alain Verlet Oni. Welcome to the podcast. Thank you so much, Rob. Uh, it's a great opportunity. It's a great, great privilege to be here. So thank you so much. Yes. Thank you. Thank you. I'm glad we were able to chat for a bit and uh, kind of like set set levels a little bit, which I, I always like. I, I like that. It's like you're checking the knobs make sure the sound is on point. Um, so be- before we get into like the main crux of today's like conversation, and um, I want to get a little bit about sort of your background, like your story and the sort of introductory portion here. And then we might, you know, shift into like that athletic background and ultimately starting unmatched last athlete. So if you will start off with a little bit about yourself, your background, and, and then we'll go from there. Yeah, Rob. Um, so a little bit about myself. Uh, do you do you do you want the Oprah story or do you want like the like the Ricky Lake story anyway? For those who didn't it's a people who didn't do it. <laughs> I mean, there's I like no the Ricky Lake story. I like the Ricky Lake story. There's a Baltimore connection. No, it's not. It's not. It's not. Um, you know, um, <laughs> but anyway. Um, so, yeah, a little bit by myself. Um, I I'm, I was born in Akron, Ohio. Um, I went and went back to Nigeria when I was a toddler. Um, and the only memory I had of America was told this story to lots of people. Um, it's a little boring, but anyway. <laughs> but... I was behind a vehicle. I know this for a fact. Um, And I saw a big M shape, yellow M shape. And I knew, and obviously the car was on its way out. It was, it was leaving, you know, that vicinity. So obviously we went to a McDonald's. So so that's the only memory I have of America as a toddler. Um, So I I lived in Nigeria for going on to um, 15, 16 years came back to the States in um, 2000, um, and I've been in the States ever since. Um, I, you know, got my bachelor's degree in political science at UNBC, go retrievers. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> um, I, I, on, my, on my day job, I work at Department of Human Services, um, and I have a lovely husband, Justin Fair, love you. Uh, and... And I started a match athlete in 2020, which was a great time to start a nonprofit. <laughs> that's, that's a thank you. And that is a nice, nice primer. And um, what's more American than McDonald's? What's more American exactly. than <laughs> <laughs> You know, they talk about American is apple pie. Mm-mm. Oh, yes. <laughs> it's more like those fried pies a little. Um, yes. <laughs> so, so, so talk about like starting like unmatched athlete. Like what was the sort of vision what, what, okay what was the the sort of spark there you were like no there, there's a need for this like when i trace back to doing this right like some of those early episodes mine was out of spite i was like young and tired mm. people talked about baltimore i was like <laughs> i told you about my spiciness earlier so i did yeah you did i should say no i did <laughs> So, so what was the the sort of like feeling and, and, and the the thoughts and the motivations leading up to like starting this as you as you said in twenty twenty? 
Yeah, um, that's like, you know, well, maybe I'm project. well, I'm not projecting to you, but projecting to everyone else. When you start something, there's a little bit of selfishness in it. Um, and really selfishly, I, I wanted, I never really had an organization like this, you know, when I was younger, um, that would encourage LGBTQ plus you to participate in sports and have fun. Um, I mean, You know, but really the genesis of it in 2020 um, was during that time period, obviously a lot was going on in the country and the world. Um, we had a global pandemic um, and we also had the Black Lives, Black Lives um, Matter movement. Um, but in addition to that, there was a Black trans lives movement as well. Yeah. Um, so, and I believe uh, the amount of trans women that were murdered Um, doubled from 2019 to 2020. Um, so I was just, you know, as I mentioned, I have a, uh, I got my degree in political science. So I am a political, politics junkie. Okay, <laughs> I won't lie about that. But I certainly don't want to run for office. I certainly want to do anything in that arena. That's just not my gig. Um, <laughs> so, but I was, and I, so I have a tendency to talk a lot, which you find out. <laughs> <laughs> so I was talking my my you know basically talking my my husband's brain off uh, um, and I wanted to do something you know I wanted to be able to do something I didn't know exactly what it was and I've always had a passion for sports I love sports um, never played collegiately <laughs> um, and I'm certainly not a professional player at any level in any realm whatsoever in the alternate universe i would not be a professional player as well um but i definitely know i think i will always have that um passion for sports and if you look at tv if you if you watch you know in the nba right now um can i you know i'm pretty sure there's no one that is um who identifies as lgbtq plus and is an active player Right. So if you're in our community, well, and if you're a younger person, you don't really see yourself, you don't really feel like you belong in that space because it's, you don't see yourself. Um, but most importantly, also, there's a level of, you don't really get to build empathy when you don't see people when you, you are younger. And I just think about, I started to think about that, like, if you don't identify or if you're younger and you're still, just, you know, when you're young, there's a lot you're going through in your mind. Um, but if you don't see that, if you don't see that person represented, then how can you view them as human? You know, how can you view people in our community as human? Um, so that's one of the reasons why I wanted to create Unmatched was to be able to change sports, quite honestly, um, and be able to have younger kids be able to change that narrative that's, you know, you can play if sports is for you um, and you can I was going to use a word, but I won't use that. But you can be, you can be, you can go out there and be the best at it. Um, and even if you just want to play and have fun, which is what sports is, you can do that. Or if you want to build it to be a collegiate athlete or a professional athlete. And I feel like if we build, if we created that space and as we have, as we continue to grow, that a lot of younger kids will end up wanting to become professionals because they'll go through our program. So that's essentially the long story to um, why I wanted to, you know, create Unmatched. Thank you. That's that's great. And, you know, it, it, it's, it's some alignment there where when I look at it, it's 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 more of a place, I think, when it comes to sort of shifting narratives. Right. Like 
I, I started this because, like I said, I didn't like how people were, and I was selfish. Uh, I didn't like how people <laughs> were talking about about Baltimore, and I think you know, with everything that's sort of baked into it, black folks here, DIYers, people in the East Coast, mm-hmm. but mm-hmm. definitely people that look like you and me. And I'm like, how do we sort of shift that? And how do we, you know, treat Baltimore maybe as an export? Because I feel like people aren't aware of it, you know, unaware of what happens here. You can't attach, all right, that person's from Baltimore. These five people are from Baltimore. Or yeah. from a community standpoint of these people are in the LGBTQ plus community or what have you. It's like, how do you attach those? It's like, it's a burden, but it also in terms of like, one or two or what have you people being representative of a full community yeah. but also it's just like the opportunity is not even there a lot of times yeah. to have that sort of crossover and i think i'm a big sports guy as well i like uh i'm a, I'm a big baseball guy actually and oh, okay okay so like so we talking like baltimore baseball or just like b- baseball in general like um baseball more baseball in general but definitely orioles i, I worked there for um, a long time actually and uh under- oh, nice. yeah so you know but it is one of those things where in looking at sort of the major quote-unquote male sports you, you think of hockey basketball baseball football yeah yeah point no one was quote-unquote out no one was you know during during that time the biggest story was probably like with Michael Sam, like yeah, 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 and, and you know, and that that situation was it just felt like a sort of media thing, and mm-hmm. it's just like, look, I don't want all of this. I want to be able to play, and I think mm-hmm. you know, that's sort of the thing. Mm-hmm. And when you're a younger person, you know, the last thing on your mind, especially if you're a seven year old or eight year old, really thinking about, you know. Also, when NFIs, you just want to go out there and play and kick a ball <laughs> and throw a ball and run. That's all you're thinking about doing. Um, so it's kind of it, it, it's kind of um, maddening in some ways where you have some specific states that <clears throat> will not be mentioned. Florida. Um, <laughs> I lied. I lied. OK, I'm sorry. I'm not sorry. <laughs> but, you know, um, the. Are specifically, you know, you know, putting policies or specifically um, trying to, you know, essentially discourage LGBTQ plus youth from engaging in sports or just even existing. And it becomes even more maddening when it revolves around trans people. So it's just, you know, and when I start thinking about it, does it how it has a ripple effect, not just overall in our community, but also when it comes to people of color. When it comes to people of color who identify as queer, when it comes to people who are immigrants who identify as queer, and, you know, when you already have that strife that exists just in overall, there's just there's that ripple effect that, ex- that even makes it harder for you if you're a person of color and identify as queer. So there's just a lot. It just doesn't make any sense why, you know, we, you know, that's the sports culture that exists right now. It's a lot better than it was 20 years ago. I will say that. Um, you know, um, but now the main thing that's about consistency, it shouldn't just be in June when you're saying we are all about, you know, representation and being inclusive in sports. It should be year round. Yeah. I mean, when folks will take the sort of rainbow iconography and put it on their logo and it's just, oh my God, yeah. people <laughs> feeling seen, you know, but yes. I, the, the thing that I would want in, in, in more, more so from the I would want people now because I think a lot of times um, 
folks try to hide behind the I can't you can't prove it. You can't prove that this is what my values are, how I feel. Mm. It's like, I want someone so high level, so tiered. It's like, man, he's the greatest of all time. Just Aaron Rodgers. He's out now. It's like, what? I mean, <laughs> I, um, no, I don't know if this is the right podcast for that. But Aaron Rodgers, yes, he's, we all know if, if you all followed, he is an interesting man. Um, he has a lot of interesting views. But yeah, but but someone of that caliber, yeah, 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 people yeah, yeah. who are sort of—I know the, what you mean. Yeah, the, the sports pundits. But Tom Brady, if Tom Brady, if if, if he at his at his heyday, if he had come out as queer, like imagine how much like the impact that would have in culture. Hmm? I mean, it would have such a big impact, and I think that's where it's tough because you know. I it just doesn't make sense why we don't have like the last person I can think of that had such a visceral um like impact and culture that transcended culture in a lot of ways was Billie Jean King mm. you know and you know the battle of sexes in terms of what that meant to the country what it meant for women um specifically um so and we're getting there in terms of some people like Megan Rapino what she's been doing is amazing for, you know, just women in general and women's soccer. Um, but I won't lie, I would love to see more people of color <laughs> who are LGBTQ plus as well. Um, because, you know, I feel like, um, and I'm biased, obviously, I feel like we're really great at everything. <laughs> <laughs> so, so talk, talk, you know, I'm stepping back a little bit. Um, so can you, can you speak about like, over the what well, we're now in what year three right so yes. you know speaking about some of the sort of creative ways unique ways that unmatched has integrated like inclusivity and representation into like programming and in in, in in sort of like outreach within the community yeah um it's really in the foundations of our mission statement um so our mission statement is really it's we are geared towards trying to encourage LGBTQ plus um, youth and allies between the ages five to 18 to participate in sports and fitness. Um, I've never really quite understood the idea. And I, well, that's not true. Um, I do understand the idea of being able to have specific um, um, settings and, and spaces that are um, geared towards just LGBTQ plus people or other people in our communities as well. Um, so I completely understand that. Um, but when it revolves around sports, you are going to play with other people who have different ideologies, who have different ethnic backgrounds, um, who come from different parts of the world. Um, so that's why we wanted to make sure that we didn't just have a space just for LGBTQ plus youth, but also allies. Um, anyone, and what an ally essentially means is do you just support our existence? <laughs> That's pretty much it. You, you support our existence, and from a micro level, or you support our existence in sports. So you know, from that era, we try to be inclusive to everyone. And we, I've, I've had people come up to me at our events, um, and they, you know, they ask really inquiring questions of like, you know, LGBTQ plus. You mean like, if a kid is gay? Why are you doing that for? Why are you having sports for kids that are gay? And I, you know, I understand where that comes from because I start, I, one of the first things I say, and I want to just give a disclaimer. I'm not an expert, you know, <laughs> I'm, not a, I'm, not a, I'm not an expert at anything. This is just from stuff I have read. 
that is easily available. <laughs> you know, if you just do like a nice little Google search or go to a library, you can find out some information about what I'm about to say. Um, but really, it's about what I, my response to when people say, okay, LGBTQ+, you talk about sex and kids. I say, it's not about that. It's about gender identity. It's about gender expression. And research has shown that as early, even the NIH has research about this, um, that as early as two years old, people, kids are beginning to understand their gender. So it doesn't make any sense where we have, and I know I'm kind of going off tangent here, but <laughs> it doesn't make any sense how we have um, a kid that is you know, within three or four years old and they want to play sports and they see um, boys and girls. Well, if they're beginning to feel like they don't fit in either category, where am I going to play then? Right. So um, that's why for me, um, I, I'm open to having conversations with anyone because if we begin to have that conversation and, and we're showing that we're not just immediately shutting you off by asking that question, then we can bring, have you join us and just see. We just want to have kids have fun. That's all we're that's all we're trying to do. Yeah. So um, we try to be inclusive in that area. We also try to be inclusive in terms of making sure that um, we have our events in, in in areas. And this is something we're trying to build and have our events in areas that are not just in the Baltimore area, but we also do events in Howard County, Prince George, and Montgomery County as well. I'm I'm gonna make a, a a sports comparison, that's that's gonna be interesting. I think, so it, it's like, you know, certain people from a certain age they would have only seen like Vince Carter, right, and like the yeah. Lakers, and you know that knee cartilage isn't there as much. When you watch like Vince Carter, like '98 through like 2005, and he's just dunking on everyone, it, it shows you sort of like the progression of a person. So to mm. That, so I think that's sort of the thing. It's just like, you know, this is mm. what this is at this moment. This is who this person is presenting themselves as. Or this is who this person is at this moment. But the opportunity mm. to be able to grow and to develop, I think, as a, a sport, if you're excluding anyone, you're yeah. underserving it. You're, you're doing a disservice to the sport by not allowing anyone to have the opportunity to go out there and pursue that regardless of how they identify from a gender perspective, from whatever, you know, and I mm -hmm. think people that are sort of those naysayers, they're not having and trying to engage into those conversations. And the fact mm -hmm. that yours, like, you know, we're, we're, we can talk about this. Let's talk about it. Let's have, let's have get, come to an understanding. Mm -hmm. And I think that's, that's, that's something I really value. So I, so I commend you for that. Thank you for that. Oh, well, I, I mean, I appreciate, I, 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 you know, I get uncomfortable when people think about that. <laughs> I don't know why, but I appreciate that. And not in like that way, like it's, it's one of those things where it's just like, it's, I'm, this is just, I'm just coming from this from a very purely logical um, standpoint and also based off of what, you know, research has shown. Um, and I, I've never, yes, I agree with you. Like this, we, one of the things, of course, I agree with you. One of the things that we want to be able to do um, is to be able to have that conversation, but also not in a not in a context of trying to be demeaning, because 
it's a really it's a really thin line in how you respond to someone and like saying, oh, you didn't know about that. Oh, you didn't think about this. It's like, oh, well, this is what this is shown. This is what this is shown here. And in, um, in terms of like what research is shown, this is why we're trying to do X, Y and Z. Um, and really just saying, hey, look, if you want to talk more about this, um, I'm not an expert at this. Some of our, um, one of our um, um, partners is Glisten Maryland. Say, hey, look, reach out to them. They can provide you more resources. They can provide you more um, 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 data points as to, you know, why, you know, we just having more environments that are more inclusive are not only going to be healthier for kids, but not just that specific kids, but just kids in general and our community in general. Um, so, that's kind of how I like to look at it. Um, and I, 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 in terms of sports analogy and growing, um, I'm not sure if this really adds into it, but I, I, I think of um, how the impact of having someone in a sport and how that kind of have an effect in a whole sport can be really great. And one of my biggest idols is Serena Williams. Um, I love her so much, <laughs> but um, I won't completely make a fool of myself in just how much I love her. Um, uh, and just think about the impact she had in the sport and how she started and the growth that she had. And not just her, but her dad and how people were reacting to her dad. And now you see dads just as involved <laughs> with their kids. Now you see dads who are coaching their kids, you know, and now you see the game has changed. Um, so I feel like when you, for me, it's just that level of growth. If we can just in, implement and have more people who are queer um, in, on, a, on a consistent basis, quite honestly, in different sports, I think you will see a change. And I think you will actually see more viewership as well. I I agree with that. That's 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 logical. That makes a lot of sense. It's legit. And um, you know, when you think of like impact, you just need to see someone that is in one of these sort of like prominent spots that it's just like it's okay. It's okay. Yeah. I don't have to deal with the scrutiny or whatever else that comes along with it. The sort of non um the sort of non-sport or non you know, like you can like be be a part of everything that you're in, but like as far as the press component around it, that's the thing that always yeah. me. And I've been looking at some like recent interviews with like Ken Griffey Jr. And I remember, you know, as a kid, just like we'll see every black kid walking around like kind of kind of turn my hat backwards. I'm trying to swim mm, with Griffey and yeah. all that. So that has an impact that you can see, you know. Yeah. And if you look at it. The, the sort of like analytics data guy, the analytics <laughs> around like sort of like baseball now in terms of like black community, those numbers are small as far as oh, yeah. having like black folks, so a, a smaller group that's in it. So I would imagine if it's like um, someone's like I'm black and I'm queer and I want to play, it's like yeah. it's a smaller subset. Yeah. So it's, it's like having someone is like, that's my guy right there. That's my yeah. <laughs> yeah, and it's, I mean, I know that could be a whole other conversation as it relates to, like, you know, uh, Black representation in baseball. <laughs> Look, I'm, I'm a Black guy that said, like, love baseball. It's like... <laughs> um, that's, I was such a big fan of Adam Jones when he played for the Orioles, um, and, you know, if y'all should just look up Adam Jones, if you don't know Adam Jones, look him up. Um, he's had some very colorful languages, and I just love how straight to the point he is, especially what, what oh, his thoughts about playing in um, Fenway Park. Let's leave it at that. That's great. It was great. I remember this. <laughs>
And has a burger named after him and Abby Burger. So go pull up. Yes, yes, he does. <laughs> yeah, Jonesy. Um, so I, I want to hear um, if if you if you could share, you know, just something that comes to mind. Like, you know, obviously there are going to be challenges, but let's let's talk about you know a couple of the challenges, but some of the wins, like some of those major wins. Like, is there an experience that like comes to mind where? You know, someone like popped over their team. It's like, I really appreciate this work. I really am just feeling like I'm seen and I'm feeling like I should keep going. I want to be a wrestler. I want to be a basketball player, what have you. Tell us a little bit about that. Yeah. Um, so I always have mixed feelings about wins um, because it's in one in, on one hand, it's incredibly inspiring. It feels there's a level of joy and and that and a level of accomplishment um, that comes with a parent. We've had multiple parents come to, you know, not just myself, but our other volunteers, other people on our board. Um, and, you know, they, they talk about this the first time their child has ever been around other queer kids. And it's the first time they can just play and have a good time. We've received emails from Parents saying, hey, my child um, is queer and they are on their wrestling team and they get bullied. And, you know, and coming to our event is this made them change their whole week. You know, it's made them see that sports is something they want to continue. In. And they're crying and now I'm crying and we're all having this cry test, <laughs> you know. Um, so it's 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 great to have that feeling. Well, the other hand, so that's a win. Yeah. Um, but at the same time, it's also incredibly sad that in 2023, as I mentioned before, we still have specific states that are not geared towards literally trying to dis um, um, discourage LGBTQ plus youth participating in sports. And, you know, it's all the things I said pre previously. Um, so it's like, you know, like... I I think when Karna Sib um, came out, um, you know, last year, I believe, or two years ago, I don't remember. Um, he said, I wish I do. One of the things that I wish we don't have to always tell people have this coming out story. And I agree. Um, I think Asian sports should just be, you know, it doesn't matter how you identify, just play and have a good time. So, um, so yeah, it's a win to have those experiences, but you know, I, that's, it's also kind of sad that we still have these issues going on. Um, so, but part of a win too, and, and, you know, I don't know, I'm going to say it, but part of a win also is being able to speak to you and the platform that you are giving us to be able to tell our story and to tell our mission and what we're trying to accomplish. So um, that's a win for us um, because this is going to go out to other people um, who support our mission, but maybe some people who are on the fence and not sure. Um, you know, being able to have two people, someone who is an ally and someone who is a gay man who um, loves him, some, you know, whose favorite drag queen is Bob the Drag Queen. But well, anyway, that's a whole other conversation. Um, <laughs> <laughs> Well, yeah, like this thing to have this 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 thing where and something we share where we both like to be spicy in the way we respond <laughs> to people. So like, <laughs> like, you know, like we can have all we can come from different facts of life. That's a win. 
Um, and I would be remiss. Um, and yes, I'm going towards the business angle. It is what it is. But I have I'll be remiss to not um, also say that it's it feels incredibly great to get the support that we have gotten from you know local businesses and local organizations um, and some um, some of the big corporations such as Under Armour, Big Sporting Goods Foundation, the Baltimore Community Foundation. Baltimore Ravens, the Baltimore Orioles, um, Movement Gems, I can go on. Um, Stonewall Climbing um, has been really great to us. Um, so it's just been good to see all these people. And recently, Monumental Sports has reached out to us and has, has also been um, shown the support in our mission statement um, and given us support as well. So it's good to see that people are resonating with our mission um, and realize that there needs to be a change it needs to happen now and i believe we will, we will accomplish that so that's a win it's, it's it's great it's great to hear that and um yeah you know it's being able to celebrate those wins acknowledge that there's always a lot more work to do because it's you don't want to have complacency obviously and i think yeah. in anything you know it's always like you know acknowledge those wins acknowledge sort of the impact that's there because um it, it's it's a long process and yeah. in, in hearing about just some of those wins, it's it's really great in how you're identifying like what is a win because you know a lot of times folks get discouraged and it's like, well, if I don't have this right now, everything else yeah. is pointless. And it's like, <laughs> it's, not how the, it's not how the world how the world mm -hmm. works. But um, well, it's it's one of those things that I I sorry for interrupting. I one thousand agree with you that because you actually you know bring it back to a sports analogy. You learn more from your losses than you do your wins. Um, and when you, you know, evidently it's going to happen when you're in the process of creating anything. This is one thing I've learned, but just in life in general, it, it becomes more prominent when you start a nonprofit. <laughs> but, you know, one of the things you learn is that there are going to be times where it's going to be incredibly difficult. There are going to be times where you hear that no multiple times. There are going to be times where you are just incredibly tired. But then when you have that, when you see a child, in this case, contextually come to your event and they're coming to a climbing gym and they're climbing and when the event is over, they say they don't want to leave. That is like, oh my gosh. It, it's, it's, it, it, just, it, 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 it just makes me feel like everything else, all the struggles, all the, everything that came into building everything, it just makes it worth it. Um, and I'll, I'll make one comparison. It, it makes me think of um, how football works. You know what I mean? Yeah. It's just like you're you're gonna take a few. You're gonna take a few losses. You know, you might. You're not gonna mm -hmm. always get that 99 yard touchdown run. And like, <laughs> all right, I went backwards a couple of yards. Right, <laughs> Although Lamar's had a lot more of those moments where it's like, good lord, you're not human, <laughs> right? How did you make that play? You know. Oh, anyway, sorry, I interrupted you. But it's it's definitely, I think, like looking at how how progress works, and you know, I think you can't. It's like you can't just throw the ball down the field each time and just yeah. have to score every time. Sometimes you need those sort of smaller incremental things, whether it be being on a podcast, whether it be doing an event, whether it be um, collaborating with someone. Those are like those ten yard, those fifteen yard gains, and then eventually. Eventually, it's just like now I can just throw a ball down the field. It, it, yeah. It's only going to be this, and it's like this leads me to the next thing. And yeah. uh, I think that's that's one of those like analogies that's so so salient. So I got one last real question, 
And, you know, I, I want to be able to like kind of connect it to like upcoming events. I, I believe I read about a fundraiser that's coming up. So let's talk about that a little bit. Well, yeah. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I, I'm sorry I interrupted you. As I, I told you, I talk a lot. I told you this, Rob. Um, but, but yes, um, thank you. We do have an upcoming fundraiser event. It's on June the 17th. Um, it's going to be in Union Collective. That's in Hamden. Um, and we are so, so incredibly proud and so incredibly thankful for um, all the businesses in the Union Collective, obviously in your craft growing, being top of that, and also um, Movement Hamden, because we're going to be having a climate event. Um, so to talk more about the fundraiser, um, the funds really is just more for um, organization support. Um, we, I have a day job. Most of the people on our board have a day job. Um, so we are doing it fairly mostly from, uh, 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 good Lord, why am I can't think of the word, but we're doing this mostly from a volunteer perspective. Um, and the funds that we get from this are going to go to us being able for us to have more events so that we can reserve more fields and have more events. That way we can compensate a lot of our volunteers because some of our volunteers are taking time out of their schedules to come and work with our kids. That includes myself, that includes our board, that includes the people who are our, our, our volunteer um, coordinators and our marketing coordinators. Um, so when we so being able to provide some um, um, like snacks and food for our kids and for our volunteers. So that's where all these funds are going towards to help us out. Um, and um, yeah, so that's going to be on June 17th. It's free. Again, it's going to be a movement. Um, um, uh, it's going to be at Union Collective. Um, and, you know, we just to talk more about more about it. Well, and during the day, we're going to have climbing again, free for all kids. In the evening, we'll have a stoop storytelling. And then we'll also have a drag performance as well, started at 730. Um, so we're going to be giving out raffle a raffle a gift package as well. So everyone's going to get a complimentary raffle ticket. So we'd like to see everyone come out for that. That's that's great. That's Sounds great. like a full event. Uh, I many of the names mentioned. I, I love the sort of collaboration. I love the community components. Stoop stories. I, I you know union the whole thing. It's it's great and it's definitely supporting you know the mission and, and keeping the good work that's going going. That's a weird way to put that. Let's keep it a good work going on. Um, so so thank you for that and I'm I'm hoping for for big things for you all. Thank you. Thank you so much, Rob. Yeah. Um, so now, but all of the goodwill, right, that we've established, now it's time mm -hmm. to get weird with these rapid fire questions. Oh, I love being weird. Let's do it. <laughs> so uh, I would just say, don't overthink them. Uh, okay. You know, they're they're kind of all over the place, but I think the the, the sort of pur purpose of it is not to solely like. I think people buy the concept, right, of like I like this person based on if they feel like they know them. So mm -hmm. that's that's really yes. what the purpose of it is. Yeah. Okay. So, Here's the first one. Do you have a favorite animal? I do. Um, and it's really basic as mm, basic as <laughs> great. <laughs> yeah, we ain't gonna say that word. Um, but I love dogs. I love dogs for all the reasons everyone loves dogs, man's best friend. Um, and they're loyal. They will they will be there for you. They will do this for you. But what's interesting about that is that we have three cats. <laughs> so it has really worked out on that. My husband loves cats and that's what it is. We have three of them. So there you go. <laughs> yeah, my uh like my girl has 
three cats and a 90 pound sheeper doodle. Oh, oh my god. Yeah, it's a very, it's it's a, it's a it's wild out there. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it's uh, it's House of the Perry, whatever that show is called. She wants to get a bird and a rabbit as well. I'm like, yo, you've got to sort this out. This is a lot. Hey, look, I mean, Dr. Doolittle, let's do it, you know? <laughs> um, let's see. Uh, I, I, I like to I like to frame this question like locally. Do you have a, a favorite place to get a meal? Like, what's your favorite place to grab a meal? Oh, that's a good one. Um, then the first thing that comes to my mind, and maybe this says something about this about me, is I'm not going to Clavel. I'm sorry, I do. <laughs> I mean, yeah. their drinks. Mm, it's not. I mean, it's good. Um, I love their drinks. I love their tacos. Um, I love it there. Um, it's tough because Baltimore is just one of those areas that there's so many places you could go to. Like I could go to our house, and I can go to. <laughs> I can go to the vegan spot that they have there. Um, I, 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 I love Land of Kush as well. I love going there very often, but the first thing that goes to mind is Clavel. I know what I need to go and I, I know exactly what I need to. And I'll walk from there to WC Harlan. <laughs> I dig it. I dig it. I, I went to, um, Lane's, uh, new place, uh, the, the Coral Wig, uh, this past weekend. Uh, it's... I haven't been there before yet. I need to go. It's, it's over recent. It's, it's nice. It's nice. Okay. Okay. It's definitely got that vibe. And I was like, you know how when you... When you see something that connects with a certain brand or kind of what you're expecting from a person, I'm like, this yeah. is absolutely a lame place. I was, well, <laughs> I was like, it's like, what the? Where, where's the? Where's the brightness? It's like, nah, this is like in this the the sort of like uh, synopsis about it. It's supposed to remind you of like little like clubs in the '80s in like uh, I think the Philippines. It has that vibe. Ooh. It was it was great. It was great. <laughs> Okay. Oh, I love that. That's uh -huh. a very, very good. Like, I love being able to go to places where you're just kind of transported to another area, and you could just be in that vibe. I love that. I absolutely love that. Um, yes, and I think that's one of the reasons why I don't. By the way, I I, I don't know anyone at WC Harlan. I do not know them. <laughs> like, I do not know anyone at Club Bell either. I don't know anyone at Man of Kush. I don't know any of these people, but. You know, when I go to um, 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 WC Harlan, it also has that vibe of like just very, it's a different, it just I feel, I feel like I'm in like, I feel like I'm in like the 70s and it's very artistic. And I feel like I'm not artistic in any way, shape, or form. When I go there, I feel like, yes, I'm an artist. I can do this little painting over here. I can do that. <laughs> so I got, I got two more questions for you. Sure. One is, I like puns. I'm an old man now. Um, and it goes a little something like this. Name a few athletes that are unmatched, in your opinion. Oh, okay. <laughs> um, well, I'm going to start off by saying that the idea of unmatched, because I never got to this, was that um, your best effort is incomparable to anyone else. Um, so, but that's I know that's cheesy, but I love it. Not at all. I like it. I like it a lot. Um, so, I mean, I kind of mentioned one of them. Serena, Serena Williams is unmatched. I mean, absolutely. Um, I feel like another athlete that is unmatched is Billie Jean King. I think Lachey Clarendon is unmatched. I think um, I think um, Andrea Yearwood is unmatched. 
Um, I think Casta Semenya is unmatched. I love athletes. I think Michael Jordan is unmatched. I think LeBron is unmatched. I think Le <laughs> I think Lamar Jackson is Lamar. I can go on and on. Um, I, I mean, I, I think Alex Ovechkin is unmatched, but I'm going to actually say someone that might be, um, maybe it's, I don't know, maybe it's a little bit unconventional, but I don't think they get a lot of respect. Um, I think that, okay, y'all might not like this, but I think that Adley Rushman right now is unmatched because um, what he is doing, mm -hmm. I feel like he's absolutely changed. He single-handedly has changed the franchise of Baltimore. And when I think of unmatched, I think of people who are like, you know, like obviously in, this, in the context of what you're saying, these, these are people that cannot be touched, but... Someone who's still new, it's like, oh, no, you need to show a little bit more before I can put you in that area. Uh, but I think Adley's in that area right now where he will get there. He will be an all-time warrior great. Um, so those would be my athletes that I would say that are unmatched in my head. That's great. That's great. I, I definitely – no notes. You you said them all, and I, I agree with all of them. Uh, definitely big shout-out to Adley Rushman with the uh, – yeah, just looking at – you know, you look at that impact, it's like, what are you guys doing? And as soon as dude comes up, it's like, what's that winning percentage since he's been in the line? I know. Like, literally, once he got in, they have had a winning percentage. Yes. And <laughs> yes. Um, so I, he, I think he's he's that he he's the he's the, he's the person, he's that anchor for the team. He brings everyone together. Yeah. Um, and I think he's low-key kind of funny as well. <laughs> I mean, his nickname was Dadly Rushman at one time because he has dad energy at like 25. It's really funny. I know he just have a lot of energy very like you know like bad jokes dry yeah, yeah. jokes it's, it's an aquarius thing i don't know what to tell you I'm an aquarius. <laughs> uh so this is the last one i, I read that you you spend time watching tv shows with questionable people mm, yeah i i, I read I, that I, bio i read the bio <laughs> what um what are you currently watching Oh, so I'm. I mean, I I I'm sorry. I I like I like watching shows that um have not the best of people in the world, and um the Succession is one of my favorite shows. I absolutely love that show, and nobody in that show is a good person. They're all terrible people. <laughs> They're all terrible people. <laughs> Maybe the granddad of like of uh, what's his name? Um, wait, is it? Greg, the Greg, the, the father of Greg. Um, 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 James um, yes, yes, yes. Um, except him, he seems to be the only one. He has some questionable shit. Mm, has some questionable things going on as well. <laughs> he can so, be a little spicy, I'll, I'll say, because uh, yeah, 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 yeah. In, in one of those episodes that is towards the end of things, he was just like, My brother was this, and I was like, Yo, I was like. I was like, this? Exactly. <laughs> this is not the first, <laughs> sir. <laughs> I, and I don't, don't ruin it for me because I am in the last episode. And so the, this happened to the, 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 uh, the episode prior to the last episode, obviously. And yeah, he, yeah. Says, he says, he says, he goes up there and says, oh, you know, this thing that they would be like the brother come up here and speak. <laughs> I like him. I like, he's got some sass on him. So I like it, you know. Um, so yes, that that's one of, that, that's one of them. Um, and I don't really watch now. I, they, they, some of them might take my gay card away from me when I say this, but I don't watch um, Housewives, any of the Housewives. But I will sometimes put on like the 
the moments where they are kind of going at each other. So like, if I'll see Nini Leaks and a Kim Zoli Zoliak, whatever her name is, I will see them going at it anytime they want to. Or uh, Nini and uh, a Kenya Moore going at, at each other. I think it's fun. I I, I take a popcorn. And I eat that all day. So <laughs> and probably I don't know that I've never met them. They're probably lovely women. They're lovely people. But you know they, it, you know I I I I don't know if they. I I don't think I would treat my friends that way. <laughs> This is great. This is great. Yeah, no, that's um, that's that's good. That's good because um, we 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 enjoy that type of stuff. And um, yeah. I, I spend a fair amount of time, like I I I don't care about a lot of stuff when it comes to like pop culture. I think you're kind of a well, in terms of fandom, when it comes to like reality TV, that's like the pop culture. I'm kind of like, eh. yeah. And yeah, every now and again, when yeah. I'm watching something, because I really like chefs. But I watch something that has that. Component. Oh, and then yeah. when I feel like chefs are getting mistreated, like I was saying earlier before we got started, when people are rude, mm-hmm. I get really tight. So <laughs> I was watching something and like this this soul food thing, and because you know now I'm start looking at soul food. Yeah. And, um, as where my, my girl was like, "You're really tight about these people." I was like, "I am. I fell for the trap. I fell for the <laughs> trap." <laughs> I was like, "I'm sure they have lovely food, but I don't want their business to succeed." She's like, wow. So you understand how I feel. So so I, th- I think I think we got the I think we got the main thing in there. So in these these final moments, um I one, I want to thank you for for coming on and making it time. This has been swell, this has been great. Gosh, thank you. Absolutely. And um secondly, I want to invite and encourage you to share with the listeners anything you got in the last moments here, like you know, plug away, plug the website, social media, upcoming events, everything. The floor is yours. Yes. Thank you again, Rob. I thank you so much for giving us this opportunity to be on your podcast. podcast. Um, I, I mean, if y'all have not been listening, um, you cover such an array of topics, uh, uh, different wonderful people on your show. So thank you for this opportunity. You definitely have an impact in the community. Um, and I will, if you would like to, we would love to have you come out to our fundraiser event on june the 17th again and your collective we're going to be there from 12 p.m to 10 p.m so i know you got time in your schedule to come to one of that time slot okay um so you get so if we'll love to see you out on june the 17th if you give us a follow on social media that's at unmatched athl um and if our email address, if you want to send an email, as I said, we're always open to conversations. You can email us at uh, info at unmatchedathletes.org. And there you have it, folks. I want to again thank Alain Relay only for coming on to the podcast from Unmatched Athlete. And I'm Rob Lee saying that there's art, culture, community, people doing great things in and around your neck of the woods. You just got to look for them.